Writing poetry, to me, is about profound interiority. It is about wading into the salt water of your own body, capillaries bursting, eyes brimming, unmoored. It is about operating at the boundary of risk and comfort, deliciously afraid of finding or sharing too much. This collection is the fruit of that inner probing. It is a tangled mass of everything that's made me angry, or giddy, or low, or impossibly happy to be alive. Mine is the language of extremes. Whilst this collection was coalescing, I sat with my friend Leticia in her red Subaru van on a stormy Wednesday in Southern California, holding brown paper bags full of burrata and anchovies and some eucalyptus to string up in the shower. We were speaking about community building, and I realised how much writing helps me feel visible, both to others and to myself. When I write, I feel like I'm practising how to soften difficult things, and then externalising them. It's like I'm uncovering who I am at a cellular level, growing closer to the people around me through that intimate, personal adventure. Poetry in particular has this chaotic magic to it, and I've always loved its layers and its sense of flow. Writing poetry and writing songs is different. With poetry, I find myself examining and reimagining reality. I fixate on pushing at the metal shell of what is really there, and there's an element of irrationality in fantasy. I write songs to contain and therefore process the world. I write poetry to explore its potential. It has taken me almost 23 years to share my poetry beyond a few trusted friends. Maybe because the place I go to when I write it is so unbridled, almost violently emotional, because poetry always felt private and sacred. I had always thought of music as something that I could give to people, an exchange of energy. As a teenager, I loved slamming on my guitar in damp basements for five people and closing my eyes as I pressed upload on SoundCloud. But with poetry, it was different. Poetry was my place, my little clearing in the forest, where I could quietly put everything I was holding. I'm not sure what gave me the courage to open up that space to you, but here I am, doing it. This collection came together over 18 months of constant motion. I was touring North America, Japan and Australia, whilst writing my sophomore album My Soft Machine, in snatched breaths in between. I was almost exclusively listening to I Couldn't Say It's Your Face by Arthur Russell, sleeping four and a half hours a night and getting brutal tension headaches. I would call my partner from the tour bus, staring out at the blur of shrubs and asphalt, telling her my mood out of ten and what I'd eaten that day. I was moving around so much it felt like time was warping, and writing became a vital source of grounding and stillness. The themes of the record revealed themselves slowly. Survival, love, self-destruction and awareness. And as the sculpting process evolved, Poetry started to flow. I would write notes and journal furiously. The thoughts that I wanted to remain untouched became poems, 
the thoughts that I wanted to mould and use as clay became songs. Adrienne told me her tattoo was blue grammar. Chilled watermelon fruit lowered into a well. Maria Popova essays on the counter, water damaged. ESG, four sisters and Tito. The dog's tail whitening in the summer as if flecked with ash. Shakshuka and unbroken yolks in a black cast iron pot. Whilst on the road, I became increasingly drawn to photography as a medium that stretched beyond words and offered a different dimension of feeling. I felt that having lyrics, photography and poetry in the book would build an even richer emotional picture of who I am and what I've seen. I met the photographer Daniel Loudon in 2020. We walked through the first spring blooms on Hampstead Heath and he took photographs of me high above the city, in a white turtleneck. I always felt soft to the impact of his photographs and his friendship. He sits beside me as I write this, in a faded red cotton t-shirt, drinking horchata and practising his Swedish. Suddenly the private meditation of this book flowered into a collaborative exploration of intimacy. Suddenly it felt like being wounded by a film, and feeling a hand on your hand as the tears spill over. I'm proud that my first book is a book made by friends. Over long phone calls and breakfast eggs and conversations about first loves, with Grouper on low. I'm proud of the courage I conjured up to make this book a reality. I'm proud to show you this personal lens that life shimmers through. I would never want to prescribe a particular reaction in my listeners, but I would hope for your responses to be in the realm of softness. I hope that you as listeners will probe your tender spots as you listen to my work. I want you to drink black coffee and call your sister about it, to find protection or familiarity or love there. This book is no longer mine, it is yours.